I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Finish the lyric. Hello world. This is me. Life should be. Mm, yeah, but for everyone, life is easy if you wear a smile. Oh. Be yourself, don't ever change your style. You are you. I am me, will be free. Hello world. This is me. Mock My Accent, the show where we work through our lives as expats and everything in between, one day at a time. This podcast is designed by expats for expats. Our goal is to build a community for people living away from their home country, a place they can come to for advice, support, and above all else, a home away from home. A lot of laughs and shenanigans to be expected. In this episode, we talk about all the shit that goes wrong when you first move overseas. Lauren, that was so beautiful, that singing. (laughs) That was an experience, that singing. That was like one of my favorite. That was my highlight of the week, basically, was when you sent me that voice note. (laughs) Because I was literally lying in bed last night, just minding my own business. And and I, I was talking to Charlie about the Saddle Club. And I, because I'm watching the bold type on Netflix and Kat from that is in the saddle club, which I was like shook. Um, and I was who like, does she play? Who does she oh, play? Oh, I can't club? remember who she plays. I, she doesn't play one of the main characters. No, I can't. I think she plays one of the baddies, but I was sitting there and, and I said to Charlie, I was like, you don't understand. The saddle club was like life. Like every girl in Australia knows about the saddle club. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to test this theory. And that's why I messaged you. And I said, finish this lyric. And you just fell into my trap so perfectly. Is it funny that like as soon as you sent it, all I, my first thought was like, I bet she's been talking to Charlie about the Saddle Club and this is her proving a point. <laughs> was I right or was I right? <laughs> you were right. You were right. But he wasn't arguing with me about it. He actually didn't give a fuck at all. He did not care. But I was like, no, I need you to know this. You would actually be like, you need to know this information. You need to know about the Saddle Club. Exactly. Everyone must know about the Saddle Club. It was basically my religion as a child. But apart from that, how's your week been this week, Lauren? Honestly, it's been pretty uneventful (laughs) as things go. 
I mean, I did have a date on Friday night, but I don't really think there's anything to report from that because it was a kind of shit date anyway. <laughs> it was an <laughs> awkward date. So <laughs> we've all been there, those awkward dates around walking around Clapham Common during lockdown with all my single friends telling me about them. I'm like, how is this week's walk? <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, okay. You know what the highlight of the date was? What? When I noticed he was wearing track pants. Oh, my God. He wore track pants on a date? He wore track pants. I'm like, mate, I know we're fucking walking around a park here, but you can at least put jeans on like a normal person. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not joking. Like, do you see me wearing my fucking, like, walking tights? No. I can't believe that you went on as long as you did with this person with I noticed it like after like towards the end of the walk, I noticed it. I was like, wait, you wore track pants? And he was like, yeah. I just, like, looked at him and I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Oh no, honey, no. Honey, no. Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) There's any boys out there listening, um, and you're going on these walking dates with other beautiful women, uh, try not to wear track pants. At least put in a little bit. I don't care how cold it is. I don't care about the fact that we're going for a walk. I want jeans at least. Just the bare minimum. Just don't wear fucking track pants on a date. (laughs) Clap them common dress rules. Day. Dress code. Wow. I feel like there should be sides. I don't know about you. I feel like there should be sides about like outside club comment and just be like date etiquette for walks around the park. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, it's so normalized that it might as well be up there somewhere. Yeah. Oh my god, literally. that's crazy. I- so yeah, that's all happened to me that this week. That's it. <laughs> well, actually, I feel like I just want to touch quickly on our amazing positive response that we got yes this, this was going to be my next point to say i'm so happy with this response yeah could you listeners are like what response <laughs> okay yeah so basically the amazing response we had from the communities on aussies in london and kiwis in london facebook groups we're so happy that um or to hear that everyone has been liking the podcast. And that was like, we'll be real, we'll be real about this. It was terrifying for us to do that because we know how, um, I guess, volatile <laughs> in a way that Kiwis and Aussies in London can be. So we're just glad that we've received so much um, positive feedback. And we hope yeah. you guys, we're glad we're, we're glad that you guys are liking the podcast. And yeah. do continue to DM us because we've got the sweetest DMs from people. And yeah. we're just, yeah. It makes it's it so worthwhile. And like, it it's just nice to know that we're helping other people too because that was like mm. the whole point of this. And I think more than anything else, the most rewarding part about doing something like this is to be able to help others in their like journey, even if it's just like me and Lozzie talking about our lives in London, like thinking, oh, this is going to be boring as hell. But really people are like, oh, it's just like two mates from back home. And I'm like, yeah, we're your mates. Yeah, that's us. (laughs) It's so nice. So thank you, everyone. Really, really appreciate this. Thank you. And continue sliding into our DMs. We love it. Yeah, please do. Fills our ego. (laughs) (laughs) Like all of our stuff, you know, comment, like, subscribe, all that crap. And if you also, if you have like a really cool story, we, you know, we are looking at people to talk to and we've had a few DMs from some lovely, lovely people who would like to share their story. Um, and that's sort of the direction we're sort of looking at going into into in the future. So, yeah, if, if it is something that interests you and you have something really cool you want to say, then definitely reach out to us. Let us know if there's any topics that you would, you'd be interested in hearing about on the podcast, like whether it's stuff that you wish you knew when you moved overseas or anything like that. So do just, like, get in touch and just let us know. <laughs> Anna.
Lozzie P, how can I help you? You've had a pretty exciting week though, haven't you? <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it exciting, but in a way, yes. In, a, in, the, in the world we're currently in, I consider it exciting. Yeah. Because so- you got your vaccine, didn't you? I did. I got me vaxi P. Why am I, just, why am I <laughs> shortening every word? You got your vaxi P. Vaxi P. I don't know where the P came from either. I mean, I think it rhymes with scene from vaccine because I didn't even get the Pfizer one. I got AstraZeneca. Wow. Vaxie. The Zenny boy. Uh, yeah. This week- Zenny boy. Just keep going. Jesus Christ. The Astro. Astro Circus. Uh, Travis Scott. AZ. Astro. Astro. Okay. I need to stop. Um, yeah. So I got my vaccine this week. I got it on Thursday. Um, so happy so grateful to be able to have it um it was it was really really good um quite nerve-wracking but I mean it didn't take too long Friday I was pretty wiped out for the count it was very odd like because I knew that I would feel some symptoms but then like actually feeling them I was like this is so weird I've just injected myself with this feeling and now I'm just gonna have to deal with it for the whole day and then I'll be fine tomorrow and it was just really strange um but no I I'm really happy to get it um and it's definitely worthwhile and the side effects really weren't that bad at the end of the day so if you get that text highly encouraged to get it you do you but definitely get it um it it was good it was an exciting time and I actually quite liked it because it was so what uh 23rd of march was what one year exactly since the first lockdown was announced and i got my vaccine on the 25th of march so it was almost like one year it was almost like full circle so you know meaningful so philosophical but yeah so i'm happy i'm happy to have mine but i just want everyone else to get theirs now so we can all be done with this shit and then have a really good hot girl summer uh 2021 it'll be good but yeah, but I mean, talking of the Panini, the Panda Express, the Panasonic, the Panorama, I guess that sort of maybe kind of leads us on into this week's episode, all about shit that goes wrong when you move overseas. <laughs> all the shit that goes to dog shit. <laughs> so why are we going on the negative train, as you might think, of saying, you know, the shit that goes wrong when you move here. Why, why are we doing this? Well, Anna, it's because basically <laughs> when people move overseas, I think we all have this like idealized view of how it's going to be. And I think you plan and plan and plan. And sometimes, sometimes it just goes tits up and you just have to like work it out. And I think it's always good just to remind people that it's okay for shit to go wrong when you move overseas because it does happen to everyone, whether it's really small minute things like luggage getting lost or if it's like big things about like I guess my story that I'm about to tell but like things go wrong and that's just life and that's just it's what's going to happen so it's just a good way to remind people that shit does go wrong you do make errors in judgment and it's all going to work out things work out in the end I honestly think this is our slogan we always say everything works itself out in the end a hundred percent in this life (laughs) in this life it just does it just does it works itself out so I mean I thought we'd kick us off you know talking about our stories first and we also have some very very funny and good stories from a few friends of ours and we've also put it out there onto our Instagram so it's just gonna be stories story times this week 
So Lauren, do you want to kick us off and tell us your story first? I can do, Anna. I can. So what went wrong for Lauren when she moved overseas? Well, well, (laughs) well, well, basically. Uh, so as if you've listened to the, I hope you've listened to previous episodes. And if you have, you would know that I moved over here, uh, June, 2018. And basically I was meant to move to Manchester and OBS, I'm not in Manchester. I'm in London. So that obviously that didn't go to plan. <laughs> OBS, 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 I'm not there. Um, but yeah, basically I was meant to move to Manchester and I knew this, guy who I had met when traveling and he was also friends of like one of my best friends and I had like he basically said you know you can move over here you can stay with us like stay with me um until you like get your footing and stuff and I was like okay sweet so that was literally the plan up until about a month before I moved and then he went like radio silent and so I did like I had no other option I was like fuck 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 but then um I had a friend that lived in Sheffield so I ended up having to stay I messaged her and she's like one of my best friends from back home so I was like Monique please help me can I stay with you so I ended up like staying with her when I first moved there and like honest to god when I arrived like the day I arrived I just broke down into tears and she was just there like hugging me and like stroking my hair and I was just like I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing like do I stay in Manchester do I go to London I was like I don't even know anyone in Manchester all I've got is like Monique and Sheffield I was like I don't know anyone and I was like what do I do and then I basically made the call to just move to London instead and that's because like I had my brother had just recently moved to London I had some like loose acquaintances that were in London so at least I had people there mm-hmm. unlike in Manchester but that was literally the most like stressful part of this whole journey mm-hmm. was this like and I was meant to travel with him I was meant to go to Iceland with him like two weeks after me arriving so I had to make the call to like cancel my trip to Iceland and then that's when I went down to London for like two weeks and stayed at Airbnb and got my shit together so that I could go travel for the rest of the summer around Europe Mm. and I'm so glad I did that because at least I could like find a place in that time and just sort all my crap out but it was literally like the most stressful time and no joke for the first like two weeks of me living here I was calling my parents every day and I was just having emotional breakdown and I was just mm. like, I should be having, like, I should be having the time of my life. This should be a good thing. But I'm just literally like, wake up and all I want to do is cry. I've like lost my motivation to even want to do anything. Like I was just like, so like, yeah, like all over the place. And then eventually got my shit together when I like settled into London a bit more properly and it was all fine. But yeah, it was just like, you had, you had an expectation of move, like you plan, especially like during that planning stage, like you're planning towards one thing and then only to realize when you get there, it's just completely different. Yeah, and it's, exactly. And you have to almost start over again while you're there, like for everything. Yeah, so. exactly. And I think that's so relatable to so many people of the whole breakdowns every day. Like if oh I God. look back from when I first moved to London, the first place I went was I stayed in was near Wandsworth Common and then Clapham Junction. And I look back now living here, been living here almost two years, and I think, wow, my whole perspective on London is so different. It was like I was in a tiny bubble, a tiny corner of London. I had no idea about the lifestyle. Like you really are in such a strange, big city with just like no knowledge, and it's just completely different to what you're used to. It's the the actual process of getting there and knowing, oh, shit, this is it now 
is so overwhelming when oh you first God. arrive. Um, but you do get used to it. Um, you do get used Aussie. to it. So, Anna, that was my story. But what ha- what happened to you? Like, what went wrong hmm. for you? So mine probably isn't as big of a deal as yours. Um, for me, for the most part, I felt like a lot of things went right. I feel like everything leading up to moving was quite easy. And you bitch. Like, <laughs> I, I know, I know. I don't, I don't know how I got away with this because honestly, I'm the most unlucky person in the whole world. Like, my birthday, like cloud skies. The next week blue beautiful blue skies like it just happens to me and you know what maybe it makes me a better person for it I don't know but in this I mean... case <laughs> oi, oi. <laughs> but as I was saying yeah so things things sort of um went pretty well for me um but one thing I I, I know of that was caused a lot of stress was like I mean in general the whole move is stressful I think you have a pit in the bottom of your stomach that's just like <gasps> like screaming constantly and you're just trying to keep it together um, but picture this, Lauren. Picture me this. I just had come off a flight. As you know, I moved over here with a friend of mine. We had just spent a few days in Abu Dhabi and we just come off our long flight from Abu Dhabi to London. And we were on our way to our Airbnb that we were going to stay in. Now, keep in mind that we had just moved. I had two bags. I think she had two or three bags of stuff. Like we had a lot of luggage, definitely more than what two people could carry. Like we could not catch the tube. Now in London, there are a lot of roads and streets that have the exact same name, but maybe like one difference in them. So it's really hard to tell them apart. Yes. And we were tired and my friend wasn't feeling very well. And it was just super stressful. Like the whole thing was just super stressful. Anyways, we got dropped off. We got dropped off at this street with all our luggage, so tired. And we ring the doorbell. No one answers. We're like, what the fuck? We're on, we check the street. We think, we think it's the right street. We keep ringing the doorbell. No one answers. Trying to contact the host, but had no SIM card, no Wi-Fi. Was trying to get on somewhere. I think my friend ended up having to buy like this random Wi-Fi that you can get that connects to like the 4G. And we were there and she was like, I'm going to throw up. She didn't, but she was just feeling so sick. And I was just stressing out. Turned out that we had gone to the wrong address. It was like, I can't remember the name of the street now, um, but we had gone to one that was like something road, but actually what we needed to go to was something Grove. So like that that road along Wandsworth Common. So we mm. had gone to, so we were ringing the fucking doorbell of some random house with all these suitcases out the front. Can you imagine someone just ringing that and looking out the window and just being like these two random girls sitting there? Like, we had been the sitting with our suitcases. Literally. I don't even know where it was now. Like I, I could not, I would not be able to even recall where it was. I had you no idea where we were. straight out of your mind. <laughs> I know. I think that we were like 10 minutes from where we're meant to be. So we must have been in Southwest somewhere. And it was honestly the most stressful fucking experience ever because like we had literally just touched down and moved. And after everything had gone right, this one thing was just like, oh my God. And the actual Airbnb host was like, you need to get here. My housekeeper is like waiting for you. She's waited all night. I was like, Jesus, my God. Oh, anyways, we got there. We're doing our best, mate. We're doing our best. Oh my God. We got there in the end and, uh, and it it worked out to be all right, but like, it was just very stressful. And like, at the end of the day, I think you just have to keep cool, keep calm, know that you're not going to be sitting on that street all night at the end of the day, that there's always a solution to every problem. Yeah. Um, 
and and yeah I mean many things have gone wrong since then like getting the wrong tube somewhere or just not understanding certain things but that was the main one so yeah that's my story (laughs) it actually makes me sweaty thinking about it but that is so stressful because like you've just got off like a fucking 24-hour flight and the last thing you want you just want to get to like wherever you have to be and just like sort your stuff out have a shower like get some sleep yeah, and the fact that you have to like run around a city you've never been bought, like to before—that's yeah. fucking stressful. And you're yeah. also not even staying like in the center either. You're staying like in a more residential area, so that even makes it more stressful in a way. <laughs> I know it was it was just so scary. I guess just being in a foreign place and being in the wrong place, and like obviously having to make sure that we got there safely because, of course, like my friend wasn't feeling very well, and I wanted to make sure she was okay and. Oh my lord! It was crazy. But it at least you so had much. each other at that time, like during that stressful thing. For sure, for sure, it definitely helped. And like sometimes I feel very grateful because I'm like, I don't know how people have done this alone. Sometimes, like you, Lauren, like anyone who's out who's out there. I mean, I feel like I can't sit here and lie. Like I, I, I did move with someone, which made it a bit easier. But yeah, amazing. But then at the same time, like I did move over here by myself. But I think the fact that I had like support with my friend Monique from when I arrived and I was staying with her for a bit like and she was from back home so it meant like I had that I still had that support which was like so grateful and like yeah. that's why we do reiterate like if you do have the opportunity to stay with someone you know like take it because it is it makes it so much easier but mm-hmm. if you are by yourself like everyone gets through it and like just go on Aussies in London like get in touch with us like <laughs> guide you we'll help you out it's all right help you out like we'll help you like we all help each other out like that's what's also really nice about like expat communities not even just in london but all around the world is that we're all here to just help each other out when shit does go wrong exactly (laughs) exactly so talking about that we obviously wanted to expand a little bit for you because this isn't just the uk that this happens and i know that we harp on about london all the time but we've actually asked like we said at the start a few of our friends to send in some of their um stories by voice note so i think we're going to play them for you now and then we can elaborate um but yeah lauren um okay so first up we have um, this, is, this is my mate Monique, who I've spoken about. I feel like it's very appropriate that we start with her, considering I just spoke about her. Um, so this is my mate Monique. She did an exchange program uh, during uni, and she was living in Calgary for six months. I've moved overseas twice in my life, relocating to a few different countries. And um, when I first moved overseas to go on exchange, I was 18 years old. Um and I'd moved from Australia to Canada, to Calgary, from Brisbane to Calgary. And I um, got there. I was by myself. I stayed in a hotel near campus and I couldn't get into my campus accommodation until the following day. So I went into my campus accommodation the next day with, um, I walked into the room. There was nothing. I had no sheets, no towels, no basic necessities to sleep that night. So I was being independent. I was being a, you know, fresh, independent woman. I went to the shops on the train by myself. It was cold in a city I didn't know. Um, got on the got on the train, got there, bought all my things, bought a doona, a mattress, a pillow. I even bought a little rolly suitcase because I didn't have one and I was planning to go traveling a little bit. So I bought all of these things and the salesperson was really, really helpful. She helped me compile all of my things, um, 
and then I paid for it. And then I realized, oh, uh, let alone, uh, like, I can't leave with all of this stuff. Too much for a trolley. And I can't leave and the store at all. So what did I do? Uh, the lady, the shop assistant that had just sold me all these things said, oh, um, my, my shift, it finishes in 10 minutes. Would you like me to drive you home? And I was like, perfect. Great. This is, this is awesome. I just get someone to just drive me back to my accommodation 20 minutes away in the dark at night in this country that I had just moved to in a city that I'd never been in before. And it worked out. It was fine. She was lovely. She had a daughter going to the university, same university as me. But I, um, rung my mum when I got home and I was telling her the great news, how I'd gotten everything, gotten all set up. And she was like, Monique, that was really dumb. You don't understand what could have happened to you in that situation. And I was like, is, uh, I was still to this day, one of the silliest things I've done when I was traveling, getting into a car with a random stranger who I'd never met before in a country I'd never been to. Monique, Monique, Monique. Monique, Monique. Wow. <laughs> I didn't love you, I swear to God. <laughs> you that, stupid bitch. <laughs> and I, that's the thing, like, sometimes we don't realise it because I think we're so stressed and, like, thinking about a million different things. And we move. just say there's a solution. Let's just, like, grasp, grasp onto that solution. Yeah. But let's be smart about our solutions. Let's uh -huh. be smart. But it just frees because, like, I feel like we all also be in that situation where, like, when you've moved into a new place and then you're like, I have no linen, I have nothing, I've got to, like, go buy all this stuff. I've done it before. When I moved, when I first moved over here and I was traveling for, like, three weeks and then I moved, like, I'm, the day I landed from all my travels and I landed in the UK, I went straight to this new place that I had never been to, this my new rental, and I was like, I have no linen. It was, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I, like, went to the shops. I just bought, like, whatever sheets and, like, duvet covers I could find and just like set myself up but it is like the most stressful thing ever to go it through is. that it is and especially because you're so tired after you move you're like okay right remember when yeah. I first moved into my my flat and it was like there was a Primark just down the street but the actual thought of the effort of having to go to the Primark and like get all the linens and stuff oh just a lot of effort so such a lot of effort right who do we have next Okay, so this is my very dear friend, Marco. Uh, he is English, so we're not completely biased. We do have people other than Aussies uh, on the show. Um, and he did a year abroad for university, I believe, in Italy. He is Italian, which you'll probably be able to tell in this, in this uh, nice little voice note. But yeah, please enjoy this one. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, hey, Anna. Sorry if this is late, but uh, living abroad, what bugged me? Italian postal system. So I did my year abroad in Italy in a place called Roveretto, uh, in northern Italy for my Erasmus exchange. And the fucking postal system out there called Poste Italiana is absolute rubbish. My mum loves sending me postcards wherever I am, London, Italy, Edinburgh, whatever. And, you know, I'd be walking to uni one day and my postcard would be, you know, 400 metres from my flat, just on the floor, in a drain pipe. You know, sometimes found it in a bar, on the street. It never made it to my door. And then parcels, you know, they'd just be sometimes left outside my door, sometimes left outside the street, sometimes left down the street. Um, never trust Italian postal systems. And, you know, ASOS next day delivery, that's just not a thing. You might say it is a thing, but fucking isn't. Hope you well, and Charlie. <laughs> I love this cute little message at the end. Hope you well, and Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a he's one of our our good friends that we met. Where, well, we Charlie and I actually met when we met Marco. So there you go. No, uh, uh-huh. Italian postal service that that is such a funny one. And ASOS next day delivery. I don't even think that's a thing at home, but um. Yeah, I think it's 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 a good one. How it's kind of like a little bit like of a cultural difference that it's a bit of a pain in the ass that you have to get used to there. But um, oh I God. do love that one. Like just and can you imagine like a postcard in a drain pipe just outside. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like I think managing managing any postal system around the world, like trying to relearn a new one, is like it's so painful because you're just like, okay, well, how do I send this? Like, what does this mean? Like, what are the rules? Like, what are, what's going on? <laughs> it's so tricky. It's so tricky. You just have to, honestly, it's just about winging it and just working it out, doing a little bit of research, talking to the community, figuring it but out. Be like... nice. Be nice to the posties. Like, be nice to the postmen, like, as you're at the post office. Like, be nice to them because then they'll maybe give you a good deal or, like, help you out more. <laughs> yeah. Be nice to everybody. How about be that? be nice to everyone, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marco. Much appreciated. Cannot wait to bloody have drinks with you when this is all over. Okay. I feel like this is one that any, like anyone on a visa in the UK can really relate to, but this is from, um, Caitlin. He's also Australian. I met her a few years ago and she commented on our Instagram post. So thanks, Caitlin. Um, but she said her, I think that's something that went wrong going when she moved overseas was renewing her visa they didn't stamp her passport returning so when she was collecting her brp she had to argue with the guy at the post office to give her her new brp (laughs) we literally just talked about how you should be nice to the postie (laughs) kind of connects very nicely doesn't it (laughs) like post office 
Oh my god! But that's a, that's a stressful time because you have to collect that BRP, and it's just like you have you're just walking in, being like, I don't know how this works. I'm just collecting a fucking document that lets me be in this country. I swear I didn't even know what a BRP was. Like I, I walked in, I was like, no oh, one it's does. like a card. Like what is this? But I can imagine how stressful that would have been for her. I know when I came into the country, like I just did the electronic uh passport they didn't ever stamp my passport and I like crap myself I was like is this correct but I never got pulled up on it and I've left the country and come back a lot of times since then oh yeah that's because but- you you did your whole thingy because you you did your whole thingy that's because you moved here after they installed the yeah, like electronic I- passport thing yeah exactly it was really really weird but oh my god I, I can't I just any sort of conflict where it's like no I do you know what I'm going through I've literally just moved countries you don't understand you don't Stressful understand times, girl. I feel you I feel you I'm glad that you sorted it out in the end though because that was yeah. uh, it always is what happens eventually so the next one comes from our mate Allison shout out Allison went to uni together love you Allison <laughs> love you Allison <laughs> so Allison also did a bit of um living abroad so she did a disney exchange in the u.s a few years ago um which is when you can like when you're at uni you can go to the u.s and you can work at disneyland for like a year and it's a really great experience but she's also lived in she also did a exchange in spain in madrid which is great so she's done a fair bit of living in different countries um and this is her story Okay, so something that went wrong when I was in the U.S. Basically, I was going to Florida to do the Disney College program, which I would be just be working there for a year. So before that, I was staying at a few family friends' houses all around America. And before I was going to go to Florida, I was with my family who were living in New Jersey and had a really great time with them. So the day before my flight, I was like, okay, here are the flight details. These were going, la, la, la. And we made sure that we were there like an hour and a half for the flight. So we had plenty of time for me to relax at the airport and such. And I basically walk in, super chill, super relaxed. And I get to the terminal and they're like, you're at the wrong airport. And I was like, oh my God, what? So I was freaking out. I called my family. I was like, can you please come and get me? We went to the wrong airport. And I felt so dumb because, of course, New York, being such a big city, would have two airports. And I just definitely was not aware of that. So basically, they came back, picked me up, raced over to whatever airport it was, either Newark or JFK. And... I was running through the baggage jammer, running through security, and I was like, oh my god, let me in. And I get to the gate, and the flight attendant goes, sorry, the gate's closed. And I just burst out into tears. I've never been so embarrassed and so, so nervous about what's going to happen next. It was mortifying. Luckily, the lady let me onto the flight the next flight after that and it was all okay but at the time it was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me and being 18 at the time as well it was full on wow (laughs) 18 that's so scary I don't even think I was gonna say I don't even think I knew how to tie my shoelaces when I was 18 as a figure of speech but um that is the story research how many airports are in a city that you're going to (laughs) 
it's true and 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 to be fair it's happened before like in my travel agent days I had one of my friends that I booked he called me in a flurry at the same situation but in London where it was like he had gone to Gatwick instead of Heathrow and I had to call the like the check-in guys to keep everything open oh my god it was crazy so you're not alone Alison it does happen but at the end of the day like you know people are kind and (laughs) and yeah (laughs) I don't know what to say to you because like that is awful that's so shit but basically like if you cry enough maybe they'll let you through (laughs) yeah get those waterworks going get the waterworks going so shit but yeah maybe just research how many airports in the fucking city before you go all right so the next one comes from our mate chandra just all of our mates are just responding to all shout out Shout out to the mates. Um, this is our mate Chandra. She's also back in Australia, but she lived in London for a bit. And she said her bank accounts were her biggest nightmare when she moved overseas. And this is what she said. Tell me. I didn't. I'll tell you, Anna. I'll tell you what she said. <laughs> I didn't do enough research. Had no idea Monzo was a thing. Shout out, Monzo. <laughs> Thought I had to organize my overseas accounts before I got there. Spent $200 on opening my HSBC account only to get there and it didn't work. No. (laughs) No. And then she goes, just classic me being so beyond stubborn and not joining Aussies in London before I left to get all the good tips. It's such a good advice though. I I know like before I left, I was so scared to join Aussies in London because I was like, well, I'm not living there yet. Like what if they don't accept me? But that's absolutely not the case. Like everyone is so accepting there um, and you're more than welcome to join, of course. Um, And it is a really, really good way to get all these tips and tricks and advice. Like even if you're scared to post in it yourself, there are so many hundreds of people that have posted previously. They have like FAQ pages. It's all very professionally run. and Kiwis in London is good too. Shout out, Clint. I feel like he's the godfather of, um, Shout out of all Kiwis in London and Aussies in London. Um, but everyone is really, really amazing on there. So, yeah, definitely jump on there if you need advice because stuff like banks is like boring stuff that you don't want to have to spend too much time researching. So, you don't. Yeah. But it's good. You have to. You have to know mm-hmm. what you're getting yourself into mm-hmm. before you move. Exactly. All right, so the next one is from another friend of mine, Rhi, who I met a very long time ago, and um, and she moved to the UK way before I did, um, and we've recently reconnected, um, and I love this one, so I got her to send me, send me it over um, in a voice note. So here you are. Okay, so I basically failed my living in London dream when I first moved to the UK. So I've been here two and a half years now. Um, took me about a month to find a job when I moved over. And another month and a half to find a place to live. So I was lucky I could stay with family. Um, And then about six months in, uh, we actually got evicted from that flat. I'd been off on a weekend uh, visiting a friend down in Brighton. Came back and we had a letter um, on the kitchen table basically giving us notice to move out because the landlords wanted their flat back. Um, And for various reasons, I wasn't having the greatest time in London. Um, so I kind of took that as a sign to try somewhere else. Um, I had a few friends out in Bristol, so I moved out west, um, and I've been in Bristol for two years now, um, and it's worked out really great. Um, and I'm actually gearing up to move back to London soon now as well. Bristol, my favourite place. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was like, oh my god, it's like Adam's favourite place. Um, that's great. That's like that's a good way of like 
proving that sometimes you move somewhere and it just doesn't have the right vibe or you're just not connecting with the city as you thought you would. And sometimes it is good to just kind of reevaluate and say, well, how about I just step away from this place and go try somewhere else for a bit? And then who knows? It works out for the better sometimes. Exactly. That's so great. Yeah. And I think as well, like people have it in their mind sometimes that they have to move to the big cities like New York, London, Sydney, um, so on and so forth. And sometimes mm-hmm. I don't think people think about the the places other than that, that you can live in those places. Like if I weren't living in London, I would 100% be living in Bristol. Like when Charlie and I first went to Bristol, we literally looked at it and we said, shit, we could move here. Like instantaneously absolutely loved it and similarly to other friends I have who like say for example live in Chicago which is like the smaller version of New York right and I even have a friend now who's living in the UK who's like oh I really wanted to live in New York but like the office that I want to go to is in Chicago I don't know and I said yeah but Chicago is so close to New York and apparently it is amazing and it's just like this I mean it's not that close but like yeah you can get an easy flight (laughs) what I mean by is in the grand scheme of America, like you're not going to be moving to LA compared to New York. Like it's not bad in the grand scheme of America, but um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a great example of like knowing that sometimes what you plan doesn't necessarily work out and it's okay to redirect yourself into another area of that country. I mean, look, the same thing happened with you, Lauren. You know, you were going to move yeah. to Manchester and then you ended up moving to London. So exactly. just go with the flow and like do what you feel is right at the end of the day. And uh, yeah, if you are wanting to move to another city in the UK, I highly recommend Bristol. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love obsessed it. with Bristol. I'm obsessed it. with Bristol. <laughs> Bristol's biggest fan. Thank you so much, Reeve, for sending that in. Okay, so we've had some really great responses on our Instagram post. So thank you all. Um, and we're just going to share a few of them. So we've got one person who has said uh, the weight gain. And that is so true because I feel like you move overseas and you just like indulge yourself. Oh, my God. The drinking culture here. Like I used, to give, I used to give English people uh, like Brits the crap because I was like, you can't drink like Aussies can. Oh, honey. Have you ever experienced a winter here? No. All you do is drink to get through it in the Christmas months. That, why and do you what- think they have dry jam? Literally, like they have to have a way to break it just so that you can lose some weight in that time. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then I've got, oh, this is actually another Caitlin, but someone who I went to school with. And she said that her brother tore every muscle ligament on his knee on day mm. four to come home for surgery. <gasps> and I know her Shit. brother as well. Damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Now that is harsh because then you that actually do have to go back hard. home brutal brutal oh hope God. he's all right yeah i hope fingers crossed liam shout out hope you're all right <laughs> um oh my god no hot water in winter at all 250 pounds a week you're Ugh. kidding me Stop it. that's so bad you pay so much money for rent or anything else and to not have hot water in winter um, i'm so- sorry but that's like a health concern i feel like i that would be is- like hypothermic is that a word i don't know because the water in winter is absolutely icy, freezing cold. Get your kettle going. It's going over time. <laughs> yeah, get get creative, guys. Get creative. Oh, my God. Oh, from my mate Zara. And she has said, I vomited on the flight and had to be wheeled off the airplane <gasps> through customs. I was green. Oh, my God. 
Have you ever vomited on a flight? I haven't actually. I have. I've been oh, next to someone so who's bad. vomited on a flight. It's not oh, fun. I did it once because I was too drunk. So it's not like I was actually air sick or anything. I just got too many, too many, too drunk. But yeah, not a fun feeling. Oh my god! Did you do that thing flight. of just like, oh yeah, complimentary alcohol, just go crazy? Pretty much. It was for a work trip, and everyone was just getting on it, and I just had a little bit too much fun. So yeah, but uh, no, that sounds awful. I feel like that's really scary when they have to wheel you off because you know all the passengers you're that person that everyone hates on the plane because you have to be wheeled off in the most non-insensitive way possible that's quite funny that's so funny <laughs> just for vomiting oh god oh zara that's i hope so you bad. can still um get planes and you don't have any sort of trauma from that experience. yeah exactly <laughs> i hope you're all okay. you're all okay now um and then my mate mills oh Mil- miss you mills love ya she said i realized quickly that i had no mates so i had to post on a facebook group london new girl shout out to make friends lol i think that's, that's happened to all of shout. us babes but that I literally, I, that's that's literally how i met most of my friends here aside from you anna and then like that's how i met millie as well we were just like first like my first weekend in london she posted on like london new girl and we just we met up with all these other girls and we did this like boozy picnic in the park and i met most of my friends in london from that yeah it's such a great it's yeah it's a really great way of making new friends and i think that they have meetups in normal times so hopefully when we go back we'll be able to do that um but a great facebook group to be a part of for sure yeah and it honestly is like because it is so daunting like no matter where you are if you're moving to a city and you don't know anyone it's so daunting so like just use those groups, like any groups that you can find, whatever city you're in, like use them and just be proactive and just, go to meetups. Just seriously. be proud, be open, just do it. Like, honestly, yeah. everybody's in the same boat as you. Please don't be scared. Exactly. Um, Especially just, when you're meeting up with other expats, like they're all uh, going through the same shit. They just need someone to talk to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just need others to talk to. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Someone has also said the job that my partner moved over here for wasn't what was promised. Ooh. <laughs> I want to hear more of that story. Please elaborate. But actually, carrying on from that, I have um, our mate Jasmine sent me her voice note and something similar happened to her. So one of the big things I think for me went wrong with like moving over to London was a contact of mine back in New Zealand uh, from work put me in touch with somebody they knew over in London who might have a job and turns out they did actually and they kind of interviewed me briefly before I left New Zealand and I was expecting to uh, meet with them maybe a week or so after I landed in in the UK and would hopefully be interviewed by them and then get the job. I really thought I had this job on like locked down and it was going to be real smooth sailing. Anyway, I emailed a couple of days before I was due to land in the UK and they said, we're really sorry, we're actually um, entering a recruitment freeze. And it was like, but that will be in touch. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Sorry if I can't swear on here. Um, What am I going to do? So luckily I had family here that I could live with, but it took me seven weeks and of actively trying to look for a job probably around 100 applications I stopped tracking after about 70 um and then I had out of that number of applications I had about four telephone interviews 
two face-to-face interviews and then I got on one of those interviews I got offered the job that I ended up getting and enabled me to move from where my family are in the Midlands down to London but I was very depressed kind of for those few months nearly two three months that I was um looking for a job because I had not expected it to be so hard um because there's so many jobs here you think it would be easy but there's also so many people so facts also uh jazz did you just wake up yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just kid she is a good friend of ours so i can't joke but um no it is really hard and like it, it, it it's so true like you know personal story of mine i got made redundant last year because of covid and so I had to like hurry and find a job and it took me about six weeks but in that time it was just so draining and it's really depressing and I completely get where she's coming from it's really fucking tough because yeah you're right there 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 are a lot of jobs but there are also a lot of people and a lot of applicants and London is like the hub and it can be really difficult um but at the end of the day like you just have to keep pushing it teaches you resilience um and you know, you will always find a job in the end. There's always going to be a job for you. And I think there's always a solution. Like, you know, I thought to myself, I could just get a job in retail and then go into my career path later on and so on and so forth. Like there is always a way around it. Um, And shout out to Jazz for being like having that resilience. And I know that it's so tough. And but I know she's like happy, super, super happy, lives in Clapham with an amazing house, you know, like has as having a great time so it hasn't gone back to New Zealand so um oh, yeah. so yeah for sure and like jobs it is such a stressful it is like the most probably the most stressful thing about it if you don't have something already lined up because you come over and you're like I think everyone kind of thinks that they'll find it pretty quickly because it like especially in a bigger city you think oh there's going to be so many jobs available but then you also forget like how many people are applying for those jobs especially mm-hmm. if they're decent so like just don't get bogged down by it like just keep cracking on and if you have to get like temp work like literally my first six months here I was just doing a bunch of temp work yeah until I like found a more permanent job which is my job now so like just like do whatever you can find like if it's just a random like reception role admin role like you say and a retail job cafe job like just do it just so you have some money to pay the bills and then like you can just go from there like but don't let it bog you down because you'll get something eventually exactly I think the main thing you have to realize and this is what we spoke about with Cal last uh, in our last episode is that evaluate why you're in London and and what you want to be doing living there is it because you want to to have this amazing career or is it because you just want to experience that life potentially on that two-year visa that you have don't let your job if it's the case where you you know you're not wanting to necessarily progress your career very quickly at that time or that's not your priority anyway just go out and have a fun time and don't put too much pressure on yourself you know we're all we're all in the same boat just to have a good time and that's the main thing to make those memories and have those experiences we're all here living and learning and working things out gotta live laugh love live laugh love you gotta and finally the bitches out there who don't have anything that really goes wrong for them you suck no i'm joking i don't believe (laughs) you snaps to you yeah snaps to you but to round that all up we've got my mate jiva who sent me this amazing voice note in response to this this question. So thanks, Jeeva. It legit all went way too well. Like I found 
the house I currently have lived in the whole time. I've lived in this house the whole time. Um, and I moved in here and then two weeks later got offered a job at the school around the corner. Like what? Don't worry though, COVID really fucked me in the ass. I've had exactly a year tomorrow since I first got sick with it and like here we are. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. Yeah, COVID's really shout out. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell. You can Hands tell life. No, yeah, I think COVID, I think uh, anyone that's been been an ex part in the last year has, has experienced the effects of COVID. And I just want to say, well done. Well done for getting through it. No matter what you did, no matter if you sat on your ass all day on the couch or if you were out and about, it doesn't matter. Well done. I know a few, of, uh, a few of my friends are essential workers and work for the NHS. And to those people, we say thank you. Um, and thank you. Yeah, and I think like you know, you just get ready for summer. It's going to be amazing, um, and it'll be, you know, this last year will be memories you'll never forget. That's for sure. It'll be stories you'll tell your grandkids that's one day. Sure. We'll be making the most of it. I guess the moral of this whole thing, like we keep saying over and over, is that you've now just heard a vast array of people who have done it and moved here. And like one person said that it went right and like she still had the effects of COVID. So actually technically not everything still went right. So it's just, it's going to happen and it's okay. It is so okay. okay. And if not anything else, these experiences are the things that you remember the most and actually make you stronger and better and make your life in, in, in in overseas life I'm not making sense, but it just makes it better because it makes you appreciate the really, really good times. So exactly. Shout out to everyone that are that contributed to this episode. We appreciate it. We love um, it. We love and to all hear of it. those people who are scared about uh moving because of these. Don't be scared. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Don't don't worry about the things that will go wrong because something will inevitably go wrong and you'll just you'll get through it. You'll pull through and everything will be fine. For sure. So in saying that, that is it for this week's episode. We really hope you enjoyed this one. Definitely let us know what you thought. DM us, comment on our posts, comment on our Instagram stories. We're all over it. Uh, our Instagram is at don't mock my accent. If you want to get in touch, just slide into our DMs. We, we encourage it. Um, and as always, we really appreciate your support, especially this week. Share us around. Tell your friends about us. Yeah, let's build this community together and have a great week. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.